Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey, sports fans. Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Welcome back to another edition of the topsport.com.au Moving the Chains podcast with Chad Townsend, Nick Davis and new to the father ranks, Trent Copeland. Well done, Trent. You survived, mate. How's the sleep going? Yeah, lack of sleep is real uh, for Kim and I, but uh, couldn't be happier. Little Lennon, he's killing it. Um, he's got back from the hospital, all was healthy, which is the main thing. And yeah, in our newly renovated house and doing things like baths and new sink and, and just we went for a walk for the first time today in the pram. So, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, you, you don't know this sort of love exists until you have ch- uh, children. I'm sure Kim will be uh, glad to hear that. Well done, mate. Uh, All right, let's get stuck into it here. Another big week in the NFL. Uh, Some huge results. The Pittsburgh Steelers go down today to the Washington football team. I want to start there, Chad. They were looking for a perfect season. They don't get the job done, but we saw some signs last week against the Baltimore Ravens where they didn't have their best side, the Ravens, and the Pittsburgh offense sort of struggled a little bit. Is this a loss they need to have preparing to go into the playoffs? Yeah, uh, you know, quite often we talk about, you know, teams that are due for a loss and, you know, there's been a lot of hype around the Steelers and will they go undefeated throughout the season? They've had such an incredible year so far. You know, I think this is, I think they can bounce back from this. I think the Steelers are the real deal and I think their defense has been carrying them along the way so far this year. I think if anything, they've got to pick up, it's probably, probably Big Ben's play. I think he's probably not where he would like to be with, with, with how he's played so far this season, but, um, Look, you know, I'm just really happy for, you know, uh, Alex Smith and Ron Rivera, both guys who have gone through a really tough time over the last season or two. And, um, you know, I heard uh, Ron Rivera talk about, you know, the feeling in that locker room after today's win was uh, euphoria. So, um, you know, that stuff puts a smile on your face. Dickie, is this Pittsburgh team, obviously they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, but does this knock their confidence around? Is this the one that they sort of had expected coming? Because we all know as professional athletes, when you're rolling, there's always a scheduled loss just around the corner so you can re-narrow the focus. So should Mike Tomlin be worried about his side's performance today? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think Chad's points are spot on. If anything, it may be around the quarterback position. But uh, defensively, look, they're still in pretty good shape. Uh, they've got plenty of weapons there. And it just became... They've just got to work out who's the hot hand every week. And, and sometimes and they just couldn't find it this week. It's sort of been so much... That offense has been shared around um, all year uh, and they couldn't find the whole hand uh, this week. Uh, that'll come back. Um, again, we've always uh, spoken Mike Tomlin's praises. If anyone uh, can be in charge of this side, it's not too close to the, to the playoffs. So they got a, a little bit to, um, to to rectify the ship. And look, in, in, in the year where you've got all these different um, bits and pieces where things are all over the shop, they've done a really good job to uh, to make it this far, I think. Yeah, they certainly have. Uh, I want to bring your attention, uh, Copes, to Alex Smith. He's had 17 surgeries since that horrific injury he suffered uh, just over a year ago. He will be the comeback player of the year, basically, we just get him back on the field. But his performance today, he copped the cleat to the leg, to the good leg, which is pissing out blood, uh, to get up there and beat this undefeated team. What an amazing story. This is movie-type kind of stuff. Yeah, and he, he looked, you know... It, this offense of Pittsburgh we've been talking about a lot because it, the focus is on Big Ben and their receiving group, um, James Connor, when he's been healthy. But 
largely they've been winning, and particularly last season, but this is an elite defense led by Minka Fitzpatrick and um, Watt and, and numerous other guys there that just dominate teams. They just eat offenses alive. So for Alex Smith to come in and complete, I think it was over 30, 30 passes of 46 attempts, um, 290-odd yards and a touchdown, and just look composed in the pocket, not overly flustered when he did get hit, I think it's a massive win. Uh, I was seeing his family and his kids sitting there for his first game when he came back on the field to being now in a position where they can beat the Pittsburgh Steelers with Antonio Gibson going down early in that game. Look, I think this is huge strides forward for a team uh, to think, you know what, Alex Smith, not only is it a great story, but he can also teach our offense to be a successful cultured offense that can win in this league. And not only that, boys, they're five and seven. They're equal first in that uh, shitty division, the NFC East. But Chad, the story around Alex Smith, I mean, we've suffered injuries, we've suffered setbacks. This guy potentially is about to lead a team that had no name at the start of the year that was making all the headlines for the wrong reasons into the playoffs. Like this is, you couldn't think of this. You couldn't dream of this. The Washington football team were going to finish last in this in this division. Now they're a chance of getting a playoff game. Yeah, oh, it's it's incredible. And I just think it shows, uh, you know, the, the great determination that someone like Alex Smith, who has had a great career in the NFL, you know, to come back from that from that injury. And, and I want to touch on, again, Ron Rivera, their coach, who, you know, got sacked from the Panthers uh, last season. He's, he's come over across to the football team. Uh, got diagnosed with cancer, you know, beat cancer, rang the bell, uh, has come back, you know, really looks like he's got a hold of this locker room. And we heard, you know, in the in the football team, there was, you know, some rank, some things going through the ranks in the offseason with the ownership and, and the instability with, the, you know, with uh, the Dwayne Haskins pick in, in last year's draft. So, um, you know, I think, I think they've potentially, you know, it seems like they've turned a page at the moment. Okay, boys, one word answer. Who wins that NFC East? Uh, Chad, I'll start with you. Jeez, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have to go Dallas. Dallas, you think that Dallas going to run? They're three and eight at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dicky, I'm going with the fo- I'm going the football team. Just going the football coach. team. Yep. What about you, coach? Me too. I think on the back of their defense mainly, but yeah, I think they're going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they're well coached. I think we found this year um, that the teams that are well coached in this. Um, in this environment, uh, coming in the, in the fifty fifty games are coming through, and uh, I'm going <laughs> off the back of of the look. He's a good coach, and they're well coached football team. Whereas Dallas are not well coached. Okay, uh, let us know at Moving the Chains who's going to win that NFC East uh, division. There, it's up in the air. Uh, let's stay there for another second. Copes Jalen Hurts uh, looks like. The momentum is growing for him to eventually take over the starter's job full-time at the Philadelphia Eagles. They've got themselves into a bit of a pickle, though, the Eagles, with that massive contract that they gave Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm going to put it straight to you. Is, it, is this a player in the wrong scheme, or is this yeah, the player in the right scheme that's just not performing? Oh, honestly. And you know what? He's been protected by some stats that maybe support the fact that he could stay the starter for longer than he should have, really. They've been winning games against awful teams. Uh, He's rushed a few touchdowns, I think five or six touchdowns this year, which make his stats look okay. But if you actually got your own eyeballs on those games, he's as bad as quarterbacks go out there in the NFL right now. 
uh, Carson Wentz. So he's a shadow of his former self where they were flying high two, three seasons ago. Um, I think he's the kind of guy where he's young enough still to come back from this. But with the investment in a young quarterback and when Hertz came out on the field throwing that 30 or 40 yard touchdown, his first completion on fourth and 13, I think it was to Jalen Rager, it, it looked like he's the kind of guy that's just going to step up in the contest. Um, you know, let him get out there. They might start to do more like what Drew Brees and Taysom Hill are doing where he's more an athletic quarterback that can um, get them in a hurry up offense and win from behind. Um, as opposed to Carson just having the full run of the play. Dickie, is there going to be a trade market out there for Carson Wentz come this offseason? Because if Jalen Hurts comes in, say he starts the next couple of games and lights it up, they're going to have to move him. Is there going to be anyone willing to take on that massive contract? Uh, well, two things. Uh, is there going to be a spot? Who wants to take over over the contract? Um, you're spot on, as Jordan knocks over some boxes. Um <laughs> Look, I, I think, one, Marcus Mariota, what yeah. happens with him uh, at the Raiders? Does he sit there? Does someone, you know, try and try and get him? Does that add another one? Trevor Lawrence comes in. If if the Jets keep tanking, what does Sam Darnold do? Um, look, I'm... And it's a, big, it's a big contract to take on for someone that is not playing that great. So, um, this is the... I think it's more on the franchise of the Eagles at the moment to work out... Look, they, they've got to shuffle the, the deck chairs on the Titanic there that are, that are sinking. And they've got Jalen Hurts. He's sitting there and he can play. Uh, where are they going to get their best value for the, for the investment they've made on these two guys? Look, Carson Wentz would find a job somewhere. But on, on, that, uh, on that wicket, probably not. Chad, we spoke about it last week. Jalen Hurts, it's a confusing one because I'm a Sooners fan. I watched him at Oklahoma this year. But remembering that Alabama got rid of him and the best programs don't let people that they want to keep go, is there a bit of a risk here for Philly that if they get rid of Wentz and they potentially lose him, that Jalen Hurts just keeps him in a hole and doesn't kick to that next level if they make him the full-time starter? Oh, look, I don't think so. I think, you know, um, Jalen Hurts showed me enough during his college career at Alabama and Oklahoma that he's you know, going to have a decent career in the in the NFL. But yeah, one thing we, we do know is that they're both very different. Some guys who excel in college come into the NFL and they can't handle it. Other guys who, you know, get drafted later on, like guys like, you know, Dak Prescott, who was underrated in the draft and came in and was an absolute steal for the Cowboys. So I think Jalen Hurts, you know, what I, I, I liked what Jalen Hurts did on the weekend. He came in, he threw balls, some balls to some tight windows and he looked like he was playing with confidence. And that's something that, Carson Wentz, he's not playing with he's not playing with confidence at the moment. He's looking like an, he's going out there and he's trying not to stuff up. He's trying not to throw interceptions instead of throwing, you know, good, accurate passes. So, um, you know, it still remains to be seen who the Week 14 starter is, but I think that's going to give us an indication of what exactly Philly are looking to do, I guess, in the, in the future. Boys, I might just yeah. chime in there. I'm just going to say, like, it's important to mention how many injuries they've had. Yeah. Um, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach. They're not very good. Yeah, they're not very good. <laughs> for a long period of time. <laughs> yeah. And then Jalen Rager's been out, <clears throat> pardon me, for a long period of time. But particularly their offensive line. Yeah. The left yeah. tackle was out early. Um, most of the guys that Carson Wentz has played his whole career with aren't there at the moment. So, look, the fact that he's been benched means that the coach is still very unhappy with what he's delivering. Um, but I think 
injuries and, and different personnel is certainly having uh, a little bit of an impact. Now we might throw this up on uh, moving the chains because usually when one team uh, struggles, it either goes with the star player who earns all the money. And I think that'll be the case. I think Doug Peterson's done his time in Philadelphia after that Super Bowl win. I just think you need to reinvent yourself. They haven't been able to do that. They let Nick Foles go. They drafted Jalen Hurts. It might be time for someone to come in and fire that up that offence, but they have been unlucky with injuries. So at Movement Chains on Twitter, who will go first, Carson Wentz or Doug Peterson? Uh, that's an interesting storyline. All right, uh, the two Pelicans here, Diagonal, uh, Chad Townsend and Nick Davis, both your teams, straight yeah. out wins. Uh, the Browns... Let's more- go, baby. What a win. What a win, baby. You had your time last week, Nick Davis. Oh, no, they lost last week. No, right, I lost. Uh, that's it. And with four seconds to go, I was penning my resignation from the show. Let's be clear. Uh, Chad... Chad, uh, massive win for you over the Titans, who are just uh, in a little bit of a rut at the moment. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later. But uh, you've got 30 seconds to wrap up the Browns and give us a bit of dog pam love. Yeah, look, oh, oh, look, look, boys, I was so stoked uh, this, this game. I knew it was going to be a massive game for us going up against uh, a tested, t- tried and tested team who uh, probably got, you know, one of the most dominant running backs in football at the moment. But look, uh, for me, watching the game, it was Baker Mayfield's best game in the NFL. Mm. I thought uh, the way he threw the ball, you know, super accurate and, and threw, you know, passes, you know, 20 yards and longer, you know, uh, some, some great touchdowns, some, some great uh, celebrating as well, which was really exciting. So um, to have guys back like Miles Garrett, um, who's going to be massive as, as, you know, we head towards our first playoff berth for, for a number of years. I think it was uh, 2007 it yeah. might have been, or maybe even earlier. But uh, look, boys, you know, very, very stoked. Chad, uh, does not having... I want to quick... Does not having Odell Beckham Jr. on the field free up Bacon Mayfield and make, make him a better quarterback? We spoke yeah. about this at the start of the year yeah. when he got injured. Yeah, look, it's, it's a good question, Dickie. Look, I think that, you know, we, as we all know, OBJ, he brings that, that presence, but he, he brings a certain amount of, he needs the targets. You know, he brings that, that hype where at the moment, like you're looking at guys like Rashad Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, who are lesser known guys, but go in there and have that team first and just, you know, take what they can get. And I feel like it has freed up Baker where he's going through, you know, all these... Um, you know, the playbook to, to find the open receiver. You're not just thinking, I need to hit Odell. Yeah. Uh, Copes, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'll let Chad, if he wants to jump back in, but my vision of Baker Mayfield is he's an average quarterback who would prefer play with average teammates and lift them up that way than play with a superstar and have to cater to him because we've definitely seen the best of him probably more consistent over the last maybe couple of weeks than what we saw with Odell. Yeah, interesting take. I... <laughs> I think he could be a, a very good quarterback. Um, <clears throat> the early days when he first came into the league, his first 10 games as a rookie were exceptional. Um, the team supporting him during that phase was awful. So I, I think you're somewhere in between your opinion and, and my opinion is probably um, where he'll land. We won't go to Chad's opinion because it's obviously way outlandish. Um, but look, I reckon... Um, Given the supporting cast being stable, I think keeping David Njoku is going to be really important. I, I know he wanted out because they signed Austin Hooper to such a big contract. In my opinion, he's been one of those crucial moving the chains guys. A uh, little play on words there with the old yeah. podcast. But um, he's made some crucial third down 
uh, and even a fourth down, fourth and one, I reckon it was, conversion um, in and around the line of scrimmage where he's just an absolute freak. He tried to hurdle over a guy on the weekend and got put into the dirt. Um, but I think guys like that uh, are really, you know, not known by the average NFL fan, but um, Baker, like you say, can, can lift guys around him. But I also think given the right offensive line protection that he's starting to get, um, and on the back of Nick Chubb, who's just ridiculously good, uh, I think he could be a, a long-standing playoff quarterback, that's for sure. There you go. Uh, Chad nodding in agreement, so we'll just take his word for it. <laughs> All right, Dickie. Uh, yeah, that's look, enough of that. Defensive coordinator Greg Williams got sacked today <sighs> after calling an all-out blitz. <laughs> uh, look, worst play, worst defensive call in history, but the Raiders yes. scraped out a win and they remain in the hunt for a playoff berth in the AFC. Yeah, look, it was um, during the game, getting up early and watching it, look, the Raiders looked like they were, um, you know, in control, like coming off the back of a disappointing uh, loss the week before. Uh, the Jets got on a bit of a run. They found, a, uh, you know, a, stop, a soft spot on the, uh, on, the off, on the defensive line of the Raiders, and they just kept running the ball there. They're out of uh, 17 unanswered points. And like I said, with uh, with not long to go, I was penning my resignation for the show. I was not coming back on. Uh, but yeah, uh, look, a couple of look, <clears throat> Raiders got lucky. There was a couple of um, couple of uh, defensive holding calls um, that the Raiders were able to get. Um, and then that last play call. Look, if you're going to send the house, don't leave, <laughs> and leave the the fastest uh, rookie receiver coming out. Um, Henry Ruggs one on one. Uh, but it was a good throw. It was a good catch. And, and, and the season's alive. You just keep thinking back, going, look, this team, it'll be disappointing if they can't make the playoffs, having beaten the Chiefs and stretched the Chiefs and, and playing some good footy. Um, is it the game? Is it, was it winning ugly or was it winning lucky? I'm not sure. But I'm still alive and I'm here. And, and look, it, keep, and, you know, it keeps the MVP down, race down to three between uh, Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Derek. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Which is amazing to think that a couple of weeks ago on topsport.com.au that Russell Wilson was uh, $2.15 to win this thing. He's gone out the gone out the ass right now. Well, he's uh, had to yeah. just carry his whole team. It's just yeah. too, much, too much work for him to do. But we, we said that. For the yep. people that have followed it, we, we said did. that over the course of that. Okay, boys, uh, before we uh, move into the rest of the show, I'm just going to throw, this is the playoff picture at the moment. Uh, you just go around here. Chad, we'll start with you. Go to Dickie and then Cope's finished. Real deal or no deal? Okay, so uh, Steelers, Chad? Real deal. Yeah, Dickie? real. Real deal. Chiefs, obviously. Real deal. Real. real the deal. Bills, nine and three Bills. No deal. They, they're the real deal. Yeah, real deal. Next week going to be crucial. I actually think they're um, they're the team that could upset the Chiefs. Uh, the Titans eight and four and a little bit of a rut. Derrick Henry uh, got his ass handed to him on the weekend, which is unusual. Real deal. Nope. Yeah, real deal. Browns. Hundred thousand percent real deal. <laughs> you better say it. You better no, say it. They're not. They're better not. say it. They're not. Say it. They're not. Say it. We're going They're to playoffs, not. babe. We're going They're to playoffs. Well, you're going. That's fine. Yeah. You, we're, we this can all go to the. Deal. We can this all go real. to the prime, but you're just dancing with the not so good looking girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say real deal for playoffs, but 
There's no. Oh, they made the playoffs. Yeah. No deal on winning the whole thing. Yeah, I want some winning really the whole thing. I want some winning the whole thing. Chat. I don't need playoffs. Playoffs okay. doesn't. Real get deal. In. Winning the whole thing. There you go. Okay. Okay. We've got that on tape. Uh, oh, just three more teams. Dolphins. Oh, no deal. Playoffs. No, no deal. No. Oh, I want. Uh, mm. I, if Fitzpatrick I want, starts. I want him back. Yep. I want him back. Fitzmagic. No deal. Colts. No deal. No deal. No deal. Raiders or Ravens? One of those teams forces <laughs> their way into the wild card. One word. Ravens. Raiders. Ravens. There we go. Okay. <laughs> the, NFC, the NFC. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, they're rolling at the moment without Drew Brees. Uh, five and other division. I've all assume that we're in the uh, real deal there. Uh, yes. Packers? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, with the MVP. I said last week, boys, I know you would have watched it after uh, it was just me and Chad, the Rams. <laughs> but I said that they're going to win that division that they're in. And um, I picked Seattle at the start of the year, but I like the Rams. Another impressive win. Are they getting back to some sort of Super Bowl form? Are they the real deal? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Yes, on the back of their coaching. Yeah, I think Cam Akers looks the real deal in particular. So he could be exactly what they've missed since Todd Gurley. So, yeah, I think they could make some noise. Uh, the New York Giants currently hosting a playoff game. <laughs> uh, no deal. <laughs> They're hosting a playoff game. No deal, but no deal. well done. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks now in a wild card position. Yes, real deal. Absolutely not. Yeah, they're, they're going to get things going at the right time of year. Definitely. Definitely. I think that they peter out without a, without much noise. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, this electric offense that we haven't really seen so electric, uh, or we have at times, but the Bucks, No deal. No deal off their defense. Arians is... No. Oh, interesting. I think they will. And I, I actually love their defense, but it's, it's one of those things where it'll be, uh, you know, if Brady fails, it's going to be so fun to watch. <laughs> what a, what a sick man. That's is a savage. Arians in the way, Copes? Like, yeah. is, is it Tom Brady? It's not, like, don't you just have the best player who's proven so many times? Doesn't have to really prove anything. Is Bruce Arians getting in the way of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers potentially winning this thing? Well, I'd love to know what the actual play calling structure is um, and, you know, the personnel decisions and things like that because from everything we've heard over the years, Bill Belichick uh, made some, you know, last-minute changes and on-the-fly changes, but largely game day was Brady's, Brady's go. Like, he was the one running the thing. So, um, yeah, if Arians isn't letting him do that, it might be a bit of the cause of some of these games where they either win or Brady has, like, 80 passing yards and they score four po uh, three points, you mm. know, like they have a stinker. So it, it could just be one of those ones where game days and just not meshing sometimes. Vikings or Cardinals, boys, is the last one. Oh. Cardinals. Uh, uh, Cardinals. <sighs> Disappointing the Cardinals. Kyler Murray learning a lot about himself, I think, this year. They're not that good. He's no. good. Hopkins is good. And the rest of them are not that good. Oh, yeah, the Vikings. They're not... And are, they better, they, are they better than the Vikings, though? Well, is, is Kyle Murray better than Kirk Cousins? 
But if that wasn't, uh, if you didn't get the, if they didn't get the Hail Mary jump ball, what's their record in the last five weeks? Like one and four, I think. Putrid. They're not that good. Vikings. All right. Uh, well done. There you go. We'll keep all that on tape uh, to see. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, now it's time. My computer's uh, shit itself. So it's now time for Trent Copeland's Cronulla Beer Fantasy Player to watch this week. Copes, you don't have to wait for the beat. You're back. Uh, but before you do answer that, Chad, how did your player go last week? Because I took him off waivers in another league and I just haven't checked uh, where he's at. How did we go? Oh, Sally, I can't even remember who we picked, to be honest. Oh, you had a big night on the sauce. That's right. Sorry. You, <laughs> you, and, me, you and me were holding it down last week, weren't we? Uh, we were, I was supposed to be drinking Cronulla beer tonight. Still another week with no Cronulla beer. <laughs> is, that a, is that a real uh, a real or not? Can we do it's a social media account. For Cronulla beer. Is a uh, real deal or not? It feels like some sort of pyramid scheme at the moment. <laughs> right? Invest your money, make your order, but you don't get anything. Uh, Coach, Cronulla beer, Fantasy Co, player of the week. Yeah, that player of the week for me is a guy who's just come back from injury, uh, watched a bit of the game on the weekend. The Dolphins is the team. He looked electric. Some of his jump cuts to, to find space. Miles Gaskin, and if he was dropped with injury a little while ago, he was on IR there for a couple of weeks, I reckon. So have a look on your waiver wires, check it out. But if you've got him on your bench because he has been injured, get him in that starting lineup against uh, the Chiefs this coming week. There you go, Miles Gaskin from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, all right, we'll make this real quick because we're running out of time. Studs or duds, I'll get us started. Uh, studs for me, well, uh, it's uh, the New York Jets. They just keep, they, they're putting themselves in a prime position to get Trevor Lawrence. So uh, they keep doing it. They keep finding ways to make it seem so legit that they're, they're not tanking, but uh, an all-out blitz right at the end. So they're the studs for outsmarting the NFL. Dud for me, Derek Henry. I was playing Chad Townsend in our Moving the Chains Invitational. I needed the big fella to cut the ball, and he really stunk it up. So he's my dud this week. Chad? Yeah, look, Sally, my stud this week is uh, Miami Dolphins tight end, Mike Gusecki. Uh, 9 of 11, 88 yards and one touchdown for 23.8 points. Pick him up off the waivers as well, boys. So, um great result there. And my dud this week Good was win, the, Chad. Good win. the Steelers' defense. You know, yeah. they were dud today. Obviously, taking that elegant Washington, uh, they've been known to put up some serious numbers. I uh, still had th- uh, sorry, three sacks, but, um, yeah, 23 points against, um, not up to their standard. Dickie? My man, Derek. What a man. 33 points. Got me to the win. It's all too little too late for Raider Nation, but 32 points. 28 of 47, 381 yards, three touchdowns in combination with my other person in my team, Darren Waller, who had 45 points. Yeah, wow. Saw me uh, easily piss in this week, but it's all too little too late. So Derek was good and he would have been... To actually, and I, I will go back to our, uh, our archives. Whoever I have made the dud has absolutely lit it up because Derek would have been my dud last week. This week... Hope he gets a start for the Eagles. Carson Wentz, dud of the week. Yeah. Dud of the week, Carson Wentz. So if he's out there... 50 points coming for Carson Wentz. If he's Wentz out week. there, start him, please. Copes. Uh, my dud of the week is uh, on the back of scoring zero points, their entire team, the Chargers. But Justin Herbert, first time really in his career so far we've seen him 
just look flustered, look pressured and not have any sort of answer. So um, that'll be interesting to see how he bounces back for probably with Joe Burrow going down injured, the you know undisputed rookie of the year, along with the start of the, the, start of the week for me, and he's been a star the whole season, really. Uh, undrafted free agent, James Robinson for the Jags. I mean, what a player. Seriously, he's got almost 20 points every week in fantasy um, and he just keeps getting it done around that 100-yard barrier and a touchdown every week. For a team that's losing, quite incredible. They're putting the squad together there. Um, yeah, at the love DJ Chark as well. Yep. I think, yeah, they've got the makings. There you go. Carson Wentz uh, to the Jags next year following Nick Foles. Uh, all right, uh, topsport.com.au. Because he'll, because he'll throw five touchdowns this week. Yeah, they are the uh, proud sponsors of the Movement Chains podcast. They've been with us from the start. They give us $50 each week. Uh, I'm not sure. Mine fell short on the Texans' Colts. I thought that'd be overs for sure last week, Chad. But uh, this week we get $50 again to try and get some money in our kitty for charity. Boys, I'll kick it off. It's, it seems to me like an easy week. And when those weeks happen, one of those leagues end up falling over. But I'm going to go the Texans to bounce back. Titans, Bucks, Rams, $4.19, topsport.com.au. Chad, where are you off to? Yeah, I'm going uh, Patriots over the Rams, uh, $3.15, some decent value there. And I'm going to go Dickies Raiders over the Colts at two twenty one. Two outsiders for a dollar for $5.36 this week. Dickie? Yeah, I'm going to, I think the same, but I'm a little bit nervous. I'm going to go the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Titans, the Seahawks, and the Raiders for six ninety. Hopefully we can get that across the line. Ooh, that's that's a that's a risky one there because one of those ones could just stink it up. But I like the look of it. Copes. Last one. Uh, I'm going the Colts, the Seahawks, the Steelers, uh, and then I'm going the Texans as well at a dollar eighty. Uh, so that total six dollars fifty six. There you go. So make sure you go on to topsport.com.au. They have all the best odds. If you're watching it tonight, don't forget to have a bet tomorrow. Uh, Dallas are playing Baltimore. Plenty of options there. You can go and get first touchdown, last touchdown, anytime touchdown, all the points, margins, everything. Thanks to topsport.com.au. That's it. If you've got any studs, duds, anything you want to talk about on the show, big thanks to Dan Frost Official for updating all our social media and punishing us with so many results. But we love it. Uh, filling our timeline, of course. But uh, make sure you all stay safe and we'll see you next week for week 14 wrap-up of the NFL.